Welcome to Spirit Life Talks, where we discuss the power of living spirit forward. Hey, welcome to another episode. This is Juno Thomas. And I'm Michael Farmer. Today we want to discuss the role of the spoken word when it comes to our spirit forward postures. And Juno, I'm so excited about this episode because we are really going to talk about the power of the Word of God. Uh, yeah, exactly. And plus, really activating the power, right? It's one thing to talk about power, but how do you activate it? And um, what I've learned over the years is our words carry a whole lot of power. In fact, the Bible says, death and life is in the power of the tongue. That's exactly right. So we do have to be really careful about what we say. Yeah. Why is it so important uh, to pay attention to what we say? It's because the words that we speak carry vibrations. Now, let's talk a little bit about the history of vibrations itself. Yeah. You know, vibrations can be found all through your Bible. Absolutely. Because in the book of Genesis chapter 1, the whole premise, the whole thing starts with God speaking. The Bible says God spoke, and what happened? And the entire creation, the whole universe was created. Absolutely. So I know we, you know we have several schools of thought on how the world came to existence, but we know as Christians that God spoke things into existence. In other words, the great God, the great power, his sound carried creative vibrations to bring things into existence. When he said, let there be, and what happened? And there was. There was light, there was darkness, there was oceans, there was earth, dry land. Sun and moon. Sun and moon, the whole everything. thing. Now, we don't know the time frame it took to form everything, but the the root or the base foundation of everything is what? Is sound vibrations. Vibrations, that's And right. recently some scientists tried to look at, I, I was watching CBS News some time ago, and they were looking at, hey, what's the smallest, smallest particle in any object? Guess what they found? What did they find? They found a sound wave. Really? Yeah, they had a name for it. I don't remember exactly, but you guys can go into Google and check on it. But the smallest unit of any object is a sound wave. Wow. Because I'm not surprised because everything that God created, he created with his sound. That's right. And that's what Jesus said, if you do not worship me, the stones will cry out. You might think, how can a stone cry out? Because the vibrations within an object, even like stone, is continuing to praise the creator. Amen. Amen. Yeah, and I mean, it's amazing when you follow uh, the the sound throughout the Bible, even in the book of Acts, at the great first outpouring of the Holy Spirit, the foundation of the church and the church age, there was a great sound of rushing waters. Wow, the great sound of rushing wind, actually. And so there was wind rushing in, and then the people started to get energized and the Bible said they started to speak in various languages right. that they were not used to. In other words, the sound vibrations of God can energize, quicken, in the biblical term is quicken a person to the spirit-forward mindset. That's exactly Because right. on the day of Pentecost, that's what happened. A people who are soulish and fleshly suddenly became spiritual, in fact, to the point where the, their acquaintances said, Hey, weren't they fishermen? Right. How come they're so eloquent now? Meaning, suddenly the spirit-forward postures, as they got activated and energized by the Holy Spirit, brought them to another level, which they weren't used to. Right. And all that came through the release of sound. Absolutely. Through the release of sound. As uh, Michael and I were saying earlier, there was this rushing of wind sound happened on the in the upper room on the day of Pentecost which activated it because that rushing of the wind sound or the noise 
we also see in the Old Testament because the prophet Ezekiel was brought to a valley. Right. And the valley was full of what? Dry bones. Dry bones. So they saw a lot of dry skeletal bones in a big valley there. And these are people who were dead a long time ago. Right. But the Bible brings that up because it's a shadow or a spiritual symbol or allegory for spiritual death. You know, you can be alive, but you can be like a, what do you call it, living dead. Right. <laughs> like you can be a zombie on earth kind of deal, meaning right. you'll be walking and talking, but spiritually you're dead. And so Ezekiel, got, so God talks to Ezekiel and says, hey, prophet, speak to those dry bones, he said. He didn't say go touch the dry bones. What did he say? Speak. speak. Dry bones come alive. Oh, that's right. That's and right. So, he, so what happens is prophet Ezekiel steps into the scene and God tells him, prophet, speak to the dry bones to come alive. And he says, right. dry bones come alive. As soon as he prophesied, this noise, the sound came in. Sound again, what is sound we're talking about? The base unit of sound is vibrations. Vibrations. And these vibrations made these dry bones alive. And the Bible says, flesh started to come back up and these people became alive. That's right. Again, a spiritual symbol of what happens in the real world today. As we come to the presence of uh, God, the, the great God, our whole faculties become alive if we take time to invite God to get into his presence. Amen. And you know, Junior, the amazing thing is the correlation with these vibrations and this sound with the Holy Spirit. Absolutely, because the Holy Spirit is the author of it all, because it it is his, he's a source, right? It is from right. his uh, energy that we all derive energy. That's right. You know, so he is a source. That's why Apostle Paul says, from him, through him and to him are all things. Right. So everything projects uh, from God itself. And when we connect back to him, the possibilities are infinite. That's exactly right. Especially connecting to the spirit realm, as we have been talking about. You know, I just can't help but think that there are many who've realized that they're walking around like zombies. Yeah, you know, I was there. I remember uh, when I was uh, in Portland, Oregon, as a young man, as a single man, you know, I just used to have a fleeting lifestyle, you know. Right. It was like wake up in the morning, uh, go to work, go to the bar in the evening, then just, you know, having this dead lifestyle. It's almost like an automatic life. Automatic, and it's dead, spiritually dead. You know, right. I, w I was just, <clears throat> my soul was alive, my flesh, my body was alive, but I had no purpose, really. I was just living day after day without any bigger vision or purpose. Well, what happened? Because now you're full of life and you're, you're doing so many wonderful things. Absolutely. You know, uh, it was, as we mentioned in a previous episode, it was a person who was a channel for God, who willingly was a channel for God, introduced me to this concept of, hey, you are a spiritual being. Wow. Why don't you try and connect with God and let him animate you or energize you and let him bring you to that life abundant that um, he has in store for you. And uh, you know what? I'd, when he told me at first, I didn't have great faith or anything, but I, this is what I told him. I said, I've tried a lot of things in life. Why don't I try this too? This is yeah. what I told him. And I just tried it, and my life was never the same again. Wow. Yeah. Praise the Lord. When I said I tried it, it was just like me opening the door of my heart. I said, if there is a God, I'm here. Help me. It was very simple. And um, the power of God started to, it's like God getting on my train from that <laughs> perspective. <laughs> right. And he started to help me navigate through life. That is amazing. Absolutely. So now, do you experience the vibrations or the energy of God? Yeah, even as a spiritual person, it's not like, you know, uh, it just comes naturally to you. You have yeah. to do certain um, things from your part to get activated daily. 
Okay, just like you go and brush your, brush your teeth, get, get, take a shower, you have to know how to activate the spirit part of yours daily. And as, I, as we mentioned in the previous episodes, it starts with being quiet in the mornings right. and uh, just refl- getting our minds and our framework of thoughts in tune with God, reading the scriptures, and then living spirit forward, really, from that perspective, from that point on. That's really interesting. You know, I always say it helps so much when you can feel or see or smell or taste or experience God with one of your five spiritual senses. Mm, Absolutely. And uh, there are certain things, there are certain postures that are important to get activated by God, because that, uh, you know, many people, uh, you know, can sit quietly in the morning. You know, I know many Eastern religions and other religions talk about the need for uh, having a meditative posture in the morning. However, the difference what Christ is bringing forth is that it is not just an empty emptying your mind. It's not just being still. Right. Instead, it is actually getting your mind prepared with the truths of God, especially the truth that you are a divine being. So you, when you start, you say, "Hey, listen, I'm not just an ordinary person. I'm an expression of God." Amen. And you, you just be still with that concept, with that truth first. And then also you reflect on the truth that your sins are forgiven, meaning all, we all had done uh, wrong things because, right. because of our uh, upbringing or our, our original fall in the garden itself. We all have some sort of distortions. And so, but after knowing that you're a divine expression and then adding on to the fact that we've been forgiven through the cross, Amen. that brings another layer of peace. So the, 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 the first identity starts with being established in your identity. Second, being accepted through the forgiveness that God has provided. That concept. So all this is bringing your mind to be a portal for God's flow. Amen. But that's what I said. We can't just meditate on an empty uh, uh, mindset kind of thing because that is, that. yes, you can quiet your mind, but again, once you get out, get out of that state, you're back into the rat race again. Right. But if you can frame your mind and re renew your mind, especially in the identity, your true identity as a as a son or a daughter of the Most High, a divine being you are, and not only that, you're forgiven uh, through the cross. Junior, let me see if I understand. Yeah. <clears throat> so I think you're saying that the difference between Christian meditation and meditation in other religions is Christian meditation involves the Word of God. Absolutely, Christian meditation involves the truth itself. Meaning, we are not just empty, you know, meditating on an empty posture here. Instead, we are saying, we are reminding ourselves of our true identity. Amen. And the more you remind yourself of who you are truly, and uh, that you're accepted by God through the cross, no matter what messes you've done in this earthly realm, it's all been paid through the sacrifice of Christ. And as you are being becoming more grateful and thankful, the power of God just gushes in. Because, yeah. because, as I said, a, a, a peaceful mind is necessary for the, the flow of God. You know, they say only on still waters that you can see the ripple effect of a stone being thrown there. Right. But if, like, if I go and take a stone and throw it into an ocean that is like waving and roaring, do you even notice it? No. No. So, but in on a still mind, even a small agitation, like not agitation, what do you want to call it? A, a stone being thrown creates that. You notice it. In other words, wow. you're able to experience the currents and the waves and the flow of God if your mind is still and rested in Him and in His acceptance of you. God accepts you through His Son. When I say through His Son, our sins are paid for. We can, we can just chill. 
That's exactly right. <laughs> and we want to live in that mindset, spirit forward, every Absolutely. second of every day. Every second, especially as you know that God is not against you. Right. God is for you. Yeah. And I know the religious systems have gone to a condemnation mode. We That's all error, really, right? When right. we try to marginalize people or throw stones at people, you know, I remember a preacher recently saying, instead of throwing stones at each other, let's wash each other's feet. You know, we, we all are God's people. When I say wash each other's feet, let's serve one another. Let's love on one another. You know, I'm not saying we need to promote sin. No, we, we definitely don't want a sinful lifestyle. However, we want to love on people and bring them to the truth and the light that they are divine beings. They are accepted by God. You know, that really brings up a whole new uh, powerful point, Junu. Yeah. What would you say to a person who's out there and they feel like they're condemned by God? You know, I would say we, the people who are much more spiritually mature, need to be an expression of God's love toward them. Amen. And many a times we don't need to even get into any conversation, just love on them. The love of God itself working through us leads people to repentance. Because I remember when I was walking in all sorts of erroneous lifestyles, there were people who would just love on me regardless of my lifestyle. Right. And I was like, wow, they are not judgmental. They are not condemning me. They're just loving me. That itself led me to uh, rethink the way I walk, <laughs> right. honestly. It was on, the, what, brought me beautiful. To, what brought me to Christ was not theology or the proving of it through science or mathematics, none of that. I don't need any scientific evidence to believe in God. It was the love of people. Amen. The love of people who've been established in Christ just opened my heart towards this truth so that I became more uh, curious and started to explore more and more about this power that's available for us all. So you saw the love that's of it. people, yeah. but you gave God the glory. Absolutely, because that's what we are called to, wow. be, be the hands and feet of Christ on this earth. Amen. Amen. And again, going back to the sound vibrations, you know, there is a, a portion in the book of Romans uh, chapter 10, it says, it's one thing to believe in your heart that Christ is uh, the Lord, right? In other right. words, Christ, uh, Jesus has been sent for as a sacrifice for us, but then you confess with your mouth and you're saved. In other words, there is a mindset posture of belief or faith. Right. Then there's an activation posture of confessing or declaring with your mouth. So the power of spoken words is in, immense in this spirit realm. Though, though that's why we, we have to be very wise and watchful of what we speak. Uh, even, even, even our faith life is established and activated by the words we speak. You know, what I do daily is I, I take some scriptures and I, I just declare it out loud into wow. my environment. Um, because those vibrations combined with the scriptures itself, the I say scriptures, God breathed words. When I release it into my atmosphere, it carries great power for transformation. That's right. I like to say that my thinking will rise to my confession, Ooh. meaning as I begin to confess who God says I am, mm. then I begin to agree with Great God point. about who I am. Great point. And I'm really not even allowed to think my own thoughts about myself, Absolutely. because sometimes they're too low. No, I like that part, because your words can shape your reality as well, right? I recently um, I was uh, watching a coach tell this to one of the kids. Uh, they said, when you wake up in the morning, as you rise up, just say, this, it's going to be a great day. Just openly right. declare with your mouth, it's going to be a great day. Right. So in other words, your words, as it's projected out of your mouth, 
brings a level of energy to shape your day and say your words carry a lot of power that's right you know we can use our words to destroy or to build up you can use your words to create your current reality or create an alternate reality of trouble and uh, uh, problems so let's use our words wisely especially knowing that we are spirit beings we are expressions of god let's use it wisely to create a positive environments for the communities for our families wherever we go let's use our words as divine beings and people of god and have good vibrations absolutely when i say vibrations we're talking about being a portal being a channel for god's positive positive energy to flow out the very contents of heaven yeah expressed through us the absolutely. vibrations of god that begin to manifest as good works as worship as good words as positive thinking in this realm absolutely that's it thank you for listening